Hey, welcome to another episode of Roll or Die. Uh, today we have uh, one of my fiercest competitors. I've faced her, I think, at every belt and mm -hmm. also one of my good friends, Legacy Black Belt, Mary Wildner. Thanks for joining us, Mary. No worries. Thanks for having me. So um, I met Mary, I think it might not have been every belt. I think we met at Blue Belt at uh, the Abu Dhabi Trials at Blue Belt when we both uh, didn't make it through, I think, 2013 or 2014. Trial? Yeah, the first time uh, 14 in the then. open weight. Yeah, yeah. But um, Mary has a very uh, successful competition history. She actually has been to Abu Dhabi herself. And you've been to many other um, overseas places. So can you tell us a little bit about your competition sort of history, just in a nutshell? Um, I started Muay Thai first, mm -hmm. and I did that for two and a half years. Um, I had five fights, and I decided, like, I didn't want to do it anymore because I had to train two and a half hours a day, mm. five days a week. And... Cool. Um, I was just getting, it was costing a lot going to the physio because my shins would just get bashed up a lot. Right. Um, and then my new gym had like jujitsu and I kept having to walk past jujitsu and I was like, oh yeah, I'll try it. And my instructor is actually, he was, a, you know, I think he's still a white belt. He's Brazilian, but he was, uh, he's done jujitsu before. So he's like, oh yeah, let's do a class together. And so that's how it started. Wow. And I was like, oh, I can choose my training schedule. No one's at me, you know? <laughs> So wait, your so you instructor was a white belt. Yeah, he's a white belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first. That is amazing. Even that is, I've never heard. No, of no, that. my Muay Thai instructor was a white belt. Oh, yeah. I see. and he's like, "Come on, let's go try it." Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And then was it was there a period where you did both, or you did you just straight away drop the Muay Thai and straight into Jiu Jitsu, or what yeah, happened? Yeah, just dropped the Muay Thai because I, I it was like. Um, yeah, I know the expectation is like, you know, you have to you have to run in the morning, then you have to do two and a half hours of training mm. and you have to do it five days a week. And mm. um, it's super taxing, especially if you have to work and you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So Mary also has uh, two mm. kids. How, how old are your older two kids? They're, They're nearly 15 and 13 now. Yeah, teenagers. And she's got a little baby or toddler. Wow. Uh, yeah. how, how old is your little so one? Little. She's two. Yeah. So she's definitely um, an inspiring woman, got her hands full, and she still manages to train like a beast. Yeah. Well, what? You probably still be training five days a week. Yeah. With jiu yeah. I, I would jiu jitsu. I try not to train as much, and I do try to do lifting as well. I find that, um, you know, through all the years, I used to train twice a day, a few times a week, and then, you know, it didn't really benefit. It didn't help me progress that much faster. It just, uh, you know, I felt like I got injured more mm. and I was more tired. And then when I went to training, I wouldn't train as well. And then I'd, you know, you get into this mindset where you're like, oh, you know, you're not progressing and all of these things don't work or, you know, and also going against men, it's like, I find it very, uh, like when I train with the guys and I train with the girls, cause we, uh, we're building a women's team in my, um, team. Mm -hmm. and we have a lot more girls and I do girls open mats and training with them I could just go on forever but like training with guys the next day I just I really do feel it yeah so what, what's yeah. the what's the best mix you've found I love hearing all of this by the way because I've been just training like a beast 
just in the, like, I really want to get my brown belt this year. I'm very focused on that. Yeah. And um, like, I, sometimes I'm doing four classes a day. I've, I have a goal to do five classes in a day, but I actually yeah. also know it's not really progressing my jujitsu, you know, no. I, it's progressing. To, but what is the right balance that you've found in your wisdom? Oh. <laughs> you know? oh, in my wisdom, with why, like, I find because I get up early so I can, I start work at seven. So I drop, I get up at five 30, I drop the baby to daycare. Then I start work. And then I used to train lunch and go back at night. And I did that like for three days. And then the other two days I'd train open mat. Mm -hmm. And I just found like, I was just so tired all the time. And I kept, it was so hard for me to lose. I like to keep my weight on. Like I'd always just like lose weight and be super tired and then get injured. And also just, yeah, I just felt like I didn't progress and it just start to irritate me, you know? So but what, now I feel like I'm just, I don't know. I feel like now with like four max jujitsu sessions a week and not necessarily classes, yeah. sometimes it's like drilling and then rolling. Um, I found that my jujitsu has improved a lot. And so has my, I don't know. I just, I feel like everything's finally you know, when you, say, when you say not classes, what do you mean by that though? Because, like, do you just have mates who you will just meet up with and do some drilling? Yeah. And okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Because sometimes like you go to class and, and the technique, you know, like once you've done it for like over five years, you've kind of seen all the techniques, almost all the techniques in, the, in your gym. So you kind of have to like go and find your own techniques to learn, which you, you want to implement in your game or omit the ones that you don't want anymore and just like focus on the ones you want to improve on you know it's really interesting i guess you know i think like once you get to purple belt you have to start doing that for yourself it's yeah i think you have to be in charge of your own jujitsu wow yeah agree and you mentioned your women's team like i've seen photos amazing like numbers that you guys get there at your um at your classes and at your open mats what do you think is the key to keeping women in this sport? When I first started at Legacy, there was only like, including myself, there was five women, that was it. Um, And I think having women there that are serious about jujitsu and like higher belts really help with the culture of women. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And do you do anything like when new people come in, how do you aim to sort of keep them? What little tips or tricks would you have for keeping them or just sort of hope that they stick or like like I'll give an example like there was this um someone had sent me this um this black belt from Japan who's actually now my teammate you know and they're like oh look someone for you to compete against and I I I was like oh I'd rather have her to like train with because like how often are we going to compete against her like you know and for me to have another higher belt to train with is like because I don't have any higher belt women to train with, you know? Yeah. So I know what you mean. Yeah. I was like, Hey, you know, I started talking to her and I was like, Oh, why don't you try our gym? You know? And it's not the closest gym to her, but you know, I said, why don't you try? And she goes, Oh, I was going to try, you know, a different gym. I won't name the name. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. You know, I was like, why don't you try all of them? Because you don't know what the vibes like, if it suits you, you know? So, and she came to ours and she didn't even try the other ones. And she, did two weeks and she loved it and loved it. Mm. Yeah. And then you've great. got a black belt training partner. Yeah. Wow. Lucky you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, how <laughs> often do you get black belt women, right, to train with? So, 
Yeah, I know. Well, I say that to the women at our gym too often, but sometimes there's just not many of them. Like we had a lot and a lot of them seem to have dropped out um, since COVID. So have you guys had people drop out and not come back, guys and girls or not so much? No, our gym is definitely much quieter, I think, because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that can't be avoided. But I think. it's also hard to get everyone to train at the same time. So we have a lot of girls, but they don't come to the same classes because everyone's schedule is so different. Yeah. And between all our gyms, we have a lot of women. But to get them to come to training at one time is like nearly impossible, you know. Yeah. So and so do you do open mats for just your school or for all women? Um, I do them mostly for our girls to train with each other. Sometimes yep. when it comes into competition season, I'll, I'll, I have friends and they have friends. I'm like, yeah, just bring them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it's mostly to build our team to get them yeah. to train together. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Your competition mindset. We'd love to kind of dive into that, that a little bit. Yep. Been competing so much. So like, what's your ritual leading up to comps and what, what do you like on the day and how do you, how do you best prepare? Um, when I was like a white belt and blue belt, I used to like, I never knew the point system and sometimes I'd lose just like being stalled. And I was like, I don't understand this. Mm. <laughs> and then I, I think it was only purple belt that I started to learn the point system. I mean, like, I don't even know the rules still, you know, like all the technicalities, but, um, generally speaking, I know all the points, you know, that you can take. So um, now it's like I come in there with a strategy that like, yeah, I want to try to get ahead on points before I try to go for submissions, you know? Um, Yeah. But um, comp day, I just try to pack food. Um, I try to just stick to myself, Uh, listen to music. And if I feel like I'm getting too nervous, then I listen to music that's like calming. Mm -hmm. Um, And if there is this one little person. She is. (laughs) <laughs> hi hi and, so cute <laughs> yeah and, um if I feel like I'm getting like if I'm too tired mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm you know because it's a long day then I'll try to like listen to music to amp myself up yeah so you, you but, to control yourself <clears throat> yeah and I like to take three days off before the comp so if I've been training hard for a comp I if the comp's on Saturday I'll stop training Wednesday yeah you know Wednesday yes. night that'll be it yeah, I like a few you, days off. Are you comfortable to talk about your Asian Open experience? What happened yes. with you at the Asian Open 2016, I think it was? Yeah. The year after me. Yeah. So I, um, I've never, I'm probably the lightest lightweight in my division. Uh, I sit around 61 kilos. Uh, I have trouble putting on weight. Um, most of the girls dropped to 64. Um, and then when I was going to Japan, there was nobody in lightweight and that's usually a stacked division. That's like the average woman. So I was like, Oh, there was nobody. And I was like, okay, well, Oh, it was only April. And I was like, well, I'm not going all the way there to fight April. Who's my friend. So I went down one and um, it was super hard trying to lose weight in Japan because everything's salty and it was hard to get like, you couldn't cook anywhere because of where we were staying. Um, So I dropped the weight um, and then I competed and my first, the first person I competed against, I went to touch hands, like you always do, you know, like you shake hands, say hello, you know, like when you get on the mats and then when you fight, you go out and you touch hands again. Mm-hmm. 
well, that's what I've always done. And that's always what's happened in Australia. So I was like, okay, I do the same. And she just came, she like grabbed my hand, pulled me down and arm barred me straight away. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I just, and Liv was like, did she just arm bar you when you touched hands? I was like, did she? I was like, she did, didn't she? I was like, that's, I just, I was like, what just Ow. happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I'm not touching anyone's hands anymore, mm. uh, except if they put it out first. Wow. That's amazing. I guess it's not illegal. It's just bad sportsmanship. It's not illegal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Wow. That's it. Yeah. But you have had like a lot of competition success. Yeah. Like from my end, the comps I've entered with you, you you've smashed the hell out of me. So you certainly had a lot more competition. That was just one bet. I remember seeing you at Blue Belt and you were sitting down like warming up and like you had your like a singlet and you have the biggest (laughs) biceps and deltoids and I was like, holy shit. I was like, I thought I was muscly. No, thank you. Too kind. But no, you've certainly, you've um, you've been to Abu Dhabi. You've been to, um, have you been over to America, to anything over there, to Worlds um, or anything? At Blue Belt, I did. I did go. Yeah. 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 How was that? Um, so I won the first round. And the second round, um, I passed her guard and she kept my hand in between her legs. So the referee never gave me the points. And then, so we stayed there the whole fight, and then that's how I lost. So that's what you're talking about, perhaps not knowing the rule set enough Correct. to understand the point system. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I asked yeah. Thiago, like when I joined his team, he was like, "No, that's a pass if you pass the hips." I was like, oh. "Yeah, maybe referee discretion." Yeah, not sure. Yeah. And you mentioned as well about um, injuries. Uh, was it a knee that you injured? Yeah. So I've done. I've done and if you looked at my rib you'd see like this sticking out like tripod um and I've done my knee so I actually competed against Margot at Purple Bell at Pampax and in the finals I didn't see that she'd wrapped a lapel around my knee Mm. and I'd backstepped and then she came up and pulled it and my knee was like coming like inside Mm. and so I heard a little crack but it was fine and then we kept fighting and then I was like retaining my guard and I just pushed off her hip and then my knee just gave way. Because mm. that yeah. took you out for about six to 12 months, yeah? Um, I came back after two months of training oh, did and you? I competed oh. at six months, yeah. Oh, shit. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's some other health stuff that went on around that same time, yeah, yes, soon after that. Are you, again, are you comfortable to talk about that? Yeah. So when I did my knee, my surgeon was like, oh, you know, he's like, oh, you should get your thyroid checked because your eyeballs are like bolting a little bit. And I was like, well, and he's like, yeah, you should get that checked. And I was like, okay, it was so random. But I was like, okay, here's the surgeon. Anyway, so I went to the GP, just a random GP around work. And she's like, yeah, but your knee surgeon told you that. Like, he's a knee surgeon. What does he know? And I was like he's a surgeon like you're a GP I don't know just do my bloods and she did my bloods and she came back and she's like well yeah your thyroid's fine but your kidney's not and I was like oh um and they're like she's like did you know your kidneys or did you have a history I was like no nobody's ever said anything you know 
Um, and then they checked my blood pressure and my blood pressure was through the roof. So I had to start seeing um, a specialist um, and we had to do all kinds of tests. And then he put me on blood pressure medication to, um, to settle my kidneys down. Because if your blood pressure is high, it puts a lot of pressure on your kidneys. All right. So they didn't know whether the kidneys was causing the blood pressure or the blood pressure was causing the kidneys. They still don't know, actually. So no, no, no. You didn't, didn't find out how this came about or what caused it? Nothing. No. Just and then I started getting kidney infections. Like every two months, I'd end up in hospital on IV drips. Antibiotics, uh, IV. Yeah. So does that impact, or I guess, how does that impact your jiu-jitsu? you know we're just like i just didn't realize i was like so tired all the time but i'm always tired like i have kids so i'm like always tired they don't sleep i don't sleep i get up early i don't sleep at night you know so i'm just so used to running on like empty all the time um so i was just like oh it's normal um but when i was on the blood pressure medication like i started to realize like oh like you know i can breathe a bit better i felt like my chest was like super tight all the time And so it's under control now or? So when I got pregnant, my kidneys was like fine. Blood pressure was fine. Wow. And now my kidney, yeah, like completely healed. Well, that's the advice. And then. But yeah, they're all about listeners. If you're, uh, if things are out of order in the body, just go get pregnant. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) My friend has MS and like when she got pregnant, it was like her MS was like fine. Wow. You know. I had it. Yeah, so pregnancy does two crazy things. That's really cool. Yeah, it does, and it gave you this beautiful little girl that you've got there with you. Yes. Who I yeah, I love watching on Instagram. She's gorgeous. You might, I mean, you live with her, obviously, so it's a little bit different for you. But she's just so cute. She's really that very cute age. Um, and you also had a pretty special moment about um, fifteen months ago or so when you received your black belt the same day as your partner yeah yes your your daughter's father (laughs) yeah so he's been like when I moved to legacy there was a group of guys they were like little group and they were really like you know it's it's always like confronting for a woman to go into a jiu-jitsu gym especially if there's not many women like you know Muay Thai anything because they are all men you know and you kind of just feel like the odd one out and you know, they're like, oh, you're annoying, you know, like I have to train with you and I have to go lighter, you know. Um, and they were super lovely to me and they just took me in and he was in that group uh, of one of them. So, yeah, they're still my they're still my buddies. That's so good. That's Actually, amazing. I just want to say on that note, right, I, I don't see and I've never said this before. So it's just coming up for me now. I feel like I should say I don't see women that way in the gym. Like I know I'm not really a normal guy. But I see women have, as in our gym, like a breath of fresh air and like it's a privilege to get to roll with a woman and it's yeah. like to be more technical. And exactly. I really feel like, like, like it's a whole different dynamic that I look forward to, especially like my yeah. girlfriend lives overseas. So I even just even being, to, being able to have physical contact with another woman and it's not a sexual thing, but it's just to have physical contact. It's yeah. all really, like I, I, like without women in the gym, I would be only half as attracted to jujitsu as I am. So I, I think not all men feel that way, you know? Yeah, no, it's true. But it's also because there's more women in the gym these days, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 I think the culture of the gym goes a long it's way changed. towards that. Like, can yeah. you talk at all about, we've had Tiago on 
the yeah. podcast as well. He's great. Like he was one of my favorite podcasts. Can you talk at all about the culture there at Legacy? Oh, Not yeah, just for like, women, but in general. Yeah, um, Thiago's like super fair. Like I've never met anyone more fair than Thiago. Like um, he, when I came to the gym, I think like people are trying to tell him, don't let Mary in. But, you know, he's just like, oh, I'm going to have her, you know, give her a go. And there was Why actually was that? Somebody... For politics or? Probably. Because <laughs> she came over uh, as a blue belt or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then there was um, someone who actually tried to get me kicked out of the gym from our gym, my gym, no. Um, and, you know, Thiago didn't, like, accept it. And he was a black belt who tried. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, that was quite mm. amazing, you know, because I was like, oh, for sure I'm going to get kicked out, you know. But he, he was like, well, she's done nothing wrong. So I'm not going to kick her out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Amazing. Wow. So what's your what's your role at the gym? You work there, right? No, I I just train. I just teach. So he like um, I used to just help with the kids, and then from the kids, and then the girls class grew. The girls grew, so we did a women's class. But it was on a Monday morning at like six thirty, and I was like, who? I like I wouldn't train a Monday morning at six thirty. <laughs> I was like, but I'll come. But yeah, and the class didn't. There was always the same girls that went. Yeah. But I said to him, I was like, look. You know, there's guys that want to train and there's always the same seven girls that come where you can just open the class and if they want to come train, they can train. And so, yeah, he's like, yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that's fair. Well, I think it's fair too, you know, I think it's good to have girls train together, but they don't need a separate class. Yeah. I think when they're first starting out, it can be a nice introduction to jujitsu because it is a little bit intimidating. Like you said, I mean, at any level for a woman to come into a club, especially as a beginner. So it's a nice transition to having mostly similar sized bodies with you at yeah. least. And, and just that close contact, it, it can be quite overwhelming, but um, I think what works best would be to have that class and then maybe followed on by a general class afterwards. Yeah. So then if they wanted to, they could go and also attend that one. But I think you're right. Like early morning classes seem to be, there's a core group of people that do those early mornings. Yeah. And they're there, rain, hail or shine sort of thing. It's not yeah. really a place to grow a new, uh, get new people in no. type of thing. There's like yeah. other people that train mornings, people that train lunch and people that train nights. And that's, yeah, depends on their schedule. Yeah. That's it. And they're, they're a morning person and that's their thing. They're not suddenly going to start doing jujitsu just because it's in the morning. Like they're right. not going yeah, no. to show up. So yeah, that's it for sure. And what about like you, like you told us just before we hit the record button this morning that your accent is because you have some German background and some Indonesian background. So where did you yes. grow up as a child? We, In we... Indonesia. Wow. What's... <clears throat> um, so I was born in Indonesia um, and I went to school there, uh, an American school there. So it's an international school. Watch out now. And um, I, my dad sent me to boarding school in Melbourne, actually, um, Presbyterian Ladies College when I was 14. And then I just hated it. So I went back home at 16 and yeah. finished school. Why? And then, wow. No, I'm not coming. Go get your <laughs> We Thank might you. have a podcast limit. We might be getting to 
we won't be getting close. We had to cut it short with Liv as well. So, but it's, I think it, like I said, shows the authenticity and what it takes to be a jujitsu mum. Babies are so cute. They're so worth it. For as long as they'll hang out with us, they're so cute. Yeah, Liv's baby, like I was saying to her, I was like, you know, she, we, we talk quite a bit and, you know, I always say to women, like, you know, women are like, oh, you know, you inspire me because, you know, I want to be a mom. And I was thinking, you know, I should wait. And I'm like, why do you have to wait? Like, you yeah. know, it doesn't have to stop. Your life doesn't have to stop. You don't have to stop yeah. being you, you know, sure. you just, it just is harder and then you're just more tired. But, you know, like I find that jujitsu gyms are really welcoming and family orientated. They don't care if kids are running around. That's true. And yeah, no, there's never a good time and there's never a bad time in my view to have a child. Like it's not about money. Yeah. It's not even about relationship status. It's not about marital status. It's not about anything. It's not about the state of, state of the world. It's just have no. a baby if you want to have a baby and they're so good. Like they're, Yeah, there is not like, oh, I'll just wait till, you know, this happens and this happens. Well, it might not happen. Admire, in some ways, I, I kind of admire people who can plan their life that way. But, I, but for most of us, that's not... Just, just getting it done and having a great life, whatever that, whatever works yeah. is going to be the best. Yeah. Yeah. Did you train much in your pregnancy, and how was that? I did. I trained till I was about six months pregnant, until I physically couldn't actually sit up anymore in the guard, and I was like, okay, it's time to stop. Mm. It's like hitting like super hard, but I would only train with certain people that were comfortable because I know that people were getting on. Un- comfortable with me you know but my friends weren't and the you know the people I know that Thiago was like he kept telling my partner he's like you know when are you going to tell Mary to stop training and he's like I'm not telling her he goes you're a gym you tell her and he's like I'm not telling her (laughs) they were scared of the wrath (laughs) yeah and then afterwards what about after how long after she was born did you come back I had the baby and after two weeks I was like oh I'm ready and then I was like, oh, wait. So three weeks, I came back. Wow. How was that? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I mean, you were a brown belt by then too. So you yeah, knew sort of positions and you could yeah. work within your range. Again, yeah, the same sort of thing. You limited your partners or? No, uh, I just was training normally, but I was just more like, you know, watching my gas. But like, no, I was fine. I was back to normal. Yeah. Wow. Superwoman. Yeah. But I think it's like, you know, everyone has, you know, I don't know. I'm really in touch with my body and I know when something's wrong and when something's not right, you know. Um, I also know like when things start to be niggly and I know when not to push it and when to push it, Um, you know, and I think everyone knows their body and limitations. Well, I hope they do, but, you know, I'm very. That's something not many of us would pick up in ourselves. (laughs) Pardon? Except for the bulging eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, I don't know. What? <laughs> You've got yeah. the bulging eyebrows at the moment, Anton. Yeah. So we'll go filter on for my yeah. eyebrows. That's <laughs> my eyebrows. They look real. <laughs> People pay for those. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, can't, I just don't know how to turn it off. That's all. I'm not, I'm not vain. <laughs> uh, all good so yeah well hopefully um covid will uh settle itself down and we will uh see you a bit more how's the last year been for you i mean Mel- melbourne obviously had it far worse than sydney but how did you find training um, through train- isolation etc so after the first like when they first announced the pandemic we like 
um, I think it's when I had the baby after she was born. So I was like cleared out the garage, ordered mats. So we have mats here. So mm-hmm. I would just be training with my partner, Lucky, you know, who does oh, jiu-jitsu. Good. Yeah. 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 Well, and that was okay? No emotional battles or anything like that? You yeah, he would say, oh, yeah, look, he's bigger than me. And I, I complain about his weight a bit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, you're pretty also, lucky to have. Yeah. Like we, we were like, he was like happy enough to train with me, even though I'm smaller, just so we could have training. Yeah. Yeah, was for it sure. Like, 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 I think also the thing about having mats at home is like a self-discipline thing. Like, does it, to get out there in the garage really, is that, is that anything that's difficult, especially with a baby and all those sorts of things? No, we, tr- yeah, so we do it sometimes. So on the weekends, if sometimes we're like, oh, do you want to train? And we'll just train together in the garage, mm. which is good. I do privates in the garage as well. Yeah. Um, and because we have split shifts of when we look after the baby and when we go to the gym. Mm um so at open mat we usually bring her and we just take turns or someone's always there's always someone watching her so we're always training but when it's like um during the weeknights we'll swap shifts so I'll do some nights he does some nights and the nights that he's at home he'll have the boys come over to train with him in the garage (laughs) oh wow Awesome. I think Anton was meaning like you're not motivated to train, but you're saying you're actually more motivated to train because you've got the mats now. Motivation (laughs) is not an issue for me. Yeah. 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 Why is that? Tires. How is it you can be such a tired human being and motivation is not an issue? And I like, I I just, hopefully something we can all discover. What do you think the reason is? Was it something you were Um, as a child or like, where does it come from? Yeah. I've always played sports. And I've always trained. So I used to swim and I used to have to swim every morning um, before school. And then when I played sport um, in high school, we used to have to train every day and play games on the weekend. So for me, like exercising isn't a chore. It's something I enjoy doing. And it's like really, you know, I find like it helps my mental state, you know, it's a good just release, especially I find that when I get really um, moody, like, you know, like just, you just kind of over life. If you exercise, it just takes your mood to a different level, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. She is very energetic, your daughter, isn't she? I'm just, is this uh, nonstop? Not, yeah. This is standard. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. The dog. There's lots of things people turn to, but I guess turning to sport is like a great outlet for dealing yeah, with for sure. that, you know. Yeah, some people do pottery. Yeah. Some people get yeah. wasted. <laughs> so, <something>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think like Anton said, we're probably close to our limits and um, I'm amazed that um, she's lasted this long, actually. She's been great. She's very... Um, be your calm demeanor around her she's not uh well I work two days from home but now like I've worked a lot from like I've worked full-time from home for months and months and months during this pandemic so she's used to having me work and now she's like okay you work you know so she just entertains herself through the day she's cool you don't need to like around here yeah she'll come run around and do stuff come back awesome and the same at the gym outside oh yeah she'll do that there's always someone that sits out. Like I have a friend, Hassan, he's at Brown Belt and um, he's like my babysitter. Not that I ask him to, but 
he would prefer not to train and just play with her. <laughs> wow, like, that's okay. awesome. Yeah, because right. he's well, at the I, gym all the time, so he's like, whatever. I feel like this would almost be a harder age than when they're like a baby, like lives, because she's pretty mobile now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, but she's um like I said, like someone's always there, and she's she's she understands now. Like she can't run around on the mats, and she has a little designated space, you yeah. know. And like everyone takes turns. When she was a baby, she um our the receptionist used to look after her, Kiani, when I trained when she was like a little baby, baby. Um, and then when she got a little bit bigger, she used to cry when I trained because she didn't like people near me. Aww. But then she understood that it's just training, so protective. Oh, that's yes. cute. Absolutely destroyed from the match when she gets older. With two black belt parents. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, we're nearly out of time. Did you have any um any final words or any words of wisdom that you wanted to share with our listeners? Um anything maybe for the ladies that might be listening to uh help them stay in stay on the mats do you, do you guys at your gym do you have a problem with the girls not staying generally or I think it's more since COVID really but. I wouldn't say on the whole it's that they don't stay but um yeah I mean I'm a bit like you it was certainly very hard at the beginning in a club where there aren't many women I think um Anton and I are lucky that we are in a club with quite probably one of the strongest women's teams in the state we've yeah. in, in all of Australia so we're pretty lucky but I know there's probably other people listening to this podcast that are at gyms without many women yeah true which makes yeah. it hard so any advice if they don't have a lot of women around them about how to stay uh, look I, I just think generally speaking I think it's like has to do with the individual you know like if it's something they really enjoy they'll just keep coming and it's it's got to be like the vibe in the gym like they've got to feel like not creeped out and feel welcomed you know like if all the other women even if there's only two or three of them like make an effort to talk to them and say hello and you know include them absolutely yeah other than that it's like you know it, if they're not really that into it, then they're not going to stay. That's men and women though, right? Yeah. yeah. So what you're saying, and I totally agree, is if you're at a gym and the culture is not warm and inviting, look at other gyms. That's basically what Yeah, a lot of people won't stay. Yeah. yeah. You need to do over the gym that you're in for sure any day. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Mary. We'll have this out in probably a couple of weeks. We're on a lot of things. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, oh, really? iTunes. Yeah, we're, up, we're nearly up to episode 100. So Ooh. if you could share it, it would be awesome. Help grow our yeah. audience. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll see you on the mat soon. Okay. Bye. Thanks for having me. See you. Bye. Bye.